1: It is Friday, November 11th, and this is the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Lance Gluin. Before we start, I just want to remind everyone to make sure to subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel, and of course, make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. So the coaching carousel throughout the season has been rolling around, and the latest job to open up is South Florida. Jeff Scott was fired Sunday night, and now they have an opening. They join the likes of Georgia Tech, Nebraska, Wisconsin, among others, Auburn as well, uh, to find themselves looking for a new head coach and joining me to discuss the search, where it's going so far, and who could potentially end up as the next head coach of that program is Will Turner. Will, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate you giving me some time today.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Lance. I appreciate it. Last time we talked about the transfer class and kind of uh, you know what happened. So happy to be back. So, Will,
1: I was watching the press conference once Jeff Scott was fired uh, from the AD, and one of the first things he said uh, was that while on-field results maybe weren't as successful as they had hoped they would be under Jeff Scott, what he did do off the field and what he did for the program was help build it up and help make it more attractive. So, my question, or I guess my first question to you is, how attractive is just USF as a whole, as a job, when it comes to Uh, facilities, when it comes to recruiting base, when it comes to its potential, how attractive is the Bulls program to this now plethora of head coaching candidates?
0: Yeah. So it's a lot, you know, it's a lot different than how it was in 2019 when they fired Charlie Strong and hired Jeff Scott. USF did not have facilities built to that point. Now they've got an indoor practice facility that is open and uh, ready to go. The first practice uh, was Wednesday. As you and I record this, they just had, uh, you know, their first practice a few hours ago So they're in the Indoor practice facility um, There's an on-campus stadium That is in the works They're trying to get That 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 opened Obviously now USF plays at Raymond James Stadium Where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play It's been their home Since, you know They started playing football 26 years ago You know, minus a few games Played at old Tampa Stadium But, uh, yeah So, you know In terms of facilities it's, it's a much sexier job You know, for lack of a better term For, you know, candidates Because there's investment And there's, you know, something that Jeff Scott led was a lot of great fundraising efforts. And that was one of the things that he had did really well was, you know, going to events and meeting boosters and being around folks and, you know, stirring the fan base up and trying to make sure that they, you know, had a positive outlook on things and uh, amid a tenure that did not go the way that Jeff ultimately wanted to go. This was a guy that Michael Kelly brought in and and thought that, you know, Jeff would spend a long time at USF. They wanted to do so many things around him and kind of leave his imprint on the program. But unfortunately, with the wins, uh, with the lack of, of wins being what it was, just four and 26 in 30 games, um, they had to make a change. Uh, you know, it was it was inevitable at that point, especially in a game, you know, against, against Temple, a team that USF beat last year by 20 um, at home, a game that you were favored in. Uh, to win uh, against the Owls, and you know, in Philadelphia, they were a three-point favorite going into the game, and they lose by 26. You know, every th- Saturday changed everything in terms of you know kind of how jeff scott's outlook and and you know if he was going to be safe for for uh, 2023 so you know it's 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 interesting it's the job is a lot better looking than it was three seasons ago jeff scott helped to get there but at the same time it also usf had to open their eyes and realize that in order for us to take the next step we have to move on
1: and you bring up something interesting there. Obviously the Temple game did not go as planned. USF was favorite uh, were favorites. They obviously lost by 20 plus points. You said it really changed everything in the in the eyes and in the minds of USF administration and kind of made it clear that they had to move on. But did the timing really surprise you because look, USF I think only has one win this season. So it's not like the season was off to a even decent start, right? It was pretty much over, you know, a couple of weeks into the year. So did the timing of this move so close to the early signing period surprise you or Do you think it maybe should have even happened sooner?
0: Yeah, it did surprise me in all honesty. USA Vice President of Athletics, Mike Kelly, is is not a mid-season move type of athletic director. He doesn't like making those moves. He is a very, you know, what he wants to do is he wants to, you know, evaluate a full season at a time and go into exit meetings at the end of the year. And he wants to, you know, sit down and have a conversation and say, hey, and this is what he did with Charlie Strong, sit down, have a conversation and say, hey, this is why it's not working. What can we do to change it? And then Michael usually makes his decisions based off of those, you know, meetings and in accordance with, you know, how the rest of the year went. You know, I had heard as early as Monday of that week before, you know, before they went to go to Philadelphia that that he was going to be, you know, the coach in 2023. And, you know, regardless of what happened, but at the same time, Like I said, Saturday changed everything. It was a game that you were supposed to win. It was kind of the proverbial nail in the coffin. Temple, you know, defensively, USF allowed over 600 yards of offense to the Owls. That was a team that hadn't had more than 361 in a single game this season frankly, made Temple quarterback E.J. Warner look like his dad, Kurt, NFL Hall of Famer, made him look really good. Edward Sadie, uh, the Owls running back, was two yards away from tying Dalvin Cook's record of uh, 267 yards against the most that USF has allowed ever on the ground. So lots of unsightly records. USF has lost now 17 games in the month of November, dating back to 2017. They've lost 17 consecutive road games. I mean, it's it's... At a point where, you know, you really there's just so many streaks that were stacking up and, you know, so many unsightly things that were that were just all kind of building to that midseason move. But honestly, I was surprised, you know, more so surprised at the you know how they played at Temple. That was a team that you were supposed to beat. USF was nowhere near
1: now. The early signing period I mentioned uh, is literally less than a month and a half away. It's right up, uh, or it's coming very soon and and it's something that that teams are preparing for and that recruiting classes are finishing up in 2023. USF, on the other hand, they only have eight commitments right now. Uh, They're just inside the top 100, I believe, at 95 in the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings. When do you think a new hire needs to be made with the early signing period so close? And obviously the program, I'm sure, wanting to at least try and attempt to salvage what they can with this 2023
0: class. Yeah, so you know, with, with Jeff Scott, we talked about it the last time that that we were together on this podcast was, you know, USF recruited the transfer portal very hard you know when we uh, when 24-7 sports opened up our transfer rankings for the first time ever uh, USF was number one and they had recruited very early they've had to change their philosophy on how they recruited transfers with the new windows that the NCAA has proposed and that window that first window opens on December 5th which was a date that Michael Kelly told reporters yesterday that that was you know kind of an ideal date that they like to have somebody in place by that date so that that way they could start looking at transfers because, you know, at that point with a new coach, you're going to be looking towards the portal to try and bring in some guys as opposed to traditional recruits because traditional recruits are, you know, mostly by that point, you know, at the early signing period, they are, they are committed, they are signing and they are, you know, moving on. And USF is, you know, kind of putting themselves in an interesting situation of, you know, how they will recruit down the line with Jeff Scott being, you know, let go with with still three weeks to go before that portal before that portal window opens you know because the reason why usf had eight high school commits to that point is because we were all anticipating a very transfer heavy class yet again so the inability to be able to recruit transfers early on like they did last season could possibly end up hurting this team and could have some 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 effects down the line because of uh because of the the move so um it'll be interesting to see kind of how they try and salvage this or how the new staff tries to salvage this interim head coach, Daniel Prado uh, spoke to the media yesterday and told the media that uh, they've contacted all eight of their high school uh, committed recruits and they are issuing a, a message of patience to all of them to kind of wait and see what this process is. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The early signing period is quickly approaching. Um, it's going to be a critical time because, you know, USF is obviously almost assuredly going to feel the effect of some guys transferring out and they're going to have to find a way to retool this roster to be you know competitive in a, in Amer- in a changing American athletic conference
1: So, Will, before we get to some names, and you released a hot board on Bulls247.com, I encourage everyone to go check it out. But before we get to some names, I want to kind of ask you about the qualities and the characteristics that you think the next South Florida head coach needs to have. Does it need to be someone that's a great recruiter? Does it need to be someone that's that's great on the field? Does it need to be someone from South Florida or just from the general region? What kind of qualities does this next South Florida head coach need to have to have success in the program?
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it's an interesting question because there's been a lot of, you know, different schools of thought on this, right? Is, you know, do they need head coaching experience? Do they need to be a really good recruiter? Honestly, yeah. They need to be a really good recruiter at bare minimum, especially within Florida and especially to have the ties. We've had, you know, uh, tons of conversations internally that, you know, USF is, has struggled to recruit the Bay Area uh, the last couple of seasons. Those kids are, are going out of state. They're going to Iowa State. They're going to Cincinnati. They're going to Iowa. They're going to, you know, these Big 12 and, and, and you know, lower Big 10 schools and, and, and moving to, you know, these cold weather states instead of staying in an area where, you know, the average temperature in January is is – 76 degrees you know you're moving away from an area that's that's honestly a beautiful area tampa is growing very rapidly for those you know guys that that may want to stay in the area after college there is no reason why usf can't put a wall around the tampa bay area and recruit really well so i think Honestly, yes. USF is going to have to find a really good recruiter that is going to commit themselves to the Tampa Bay area and keep some of those 3-star kids home that are going elsewhere because you can and it's been proven that you can win with some of the with 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 those kids making up a majority of your roster. You know, I don't think head coaching experience is is required. I think it's a, you know, nice. Um obviously USF hired Jeff Scott as an up-and-coming coordinator. Um so I don't know if they'd be kind of scared to, you know, hire somebody else without head coaching experience because of that experience. But, you know, it'll be uh, you know, I, I think the in my mind, the most important thing here is find a recruiter, find a good recruiter that is going to recruit the heck out of Florida and put a wall around the Tampa Bay area.
1: Alrighty. So before we get to uh, a bunch of names, I want to focus on one real quick, uh, and I'm going to give you a statement, and I want to hear true or false, and then obviously you can go on and explain why. So true or false? There are legs behind John Gruden being the next head coach for South Florida.
0: True. There were there were legs. There was smoke. Its uh, source told me yesterday afternoon that it's officially uh, that the door is closed. It's not going to happen. But there were legs. There were reports that boosters were interested in paying uh, Gruden's bill in terms of you know what he wanted as a his contract wise. Uh, there were room or there were you know reports that came out that he was one A and it was his job to turn down. It was not his job to turn down. There would have had to have been a lot of kind of talking in order to be able to 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 even really remotely hire him as a head coach obviously with his you know exit with the las vegas raiders but yes there were legs to the situation they've been the smoke has been put out he will not be the head, next head coach of usf but yes there was there was smoke he was interested he was definitely interested in the position and there were significant talks in tampa about him you know taking over uh, at usf
1: so the key word there, the keyword there, there were, not there are, there Correct. were legs there. So yep. any South Florida fans listening that either wanted or maybe didn't want John Gruden, uh, you can either breathe a sigh of relief <laughs> or you could be a little doom and gloom that John Gruden will not be the next head coach of South Florida. But there are a lot of other great candidates out there. Uh, a lot of other great names that you put on your hot board. Willie Simmons is a guy that I know you and I discussed right now at Florida A&M before we started recording. I've heard Scott Frost. Uh, obviously, they'll be an attractive opportunity option for some high profile assistants that want to make their first jump um into the head coaching ranks. So who are some names you're hearing? Who are some names there's a lot of smoke behind? Do you have any favorites early on? What do you know right now about some of the guys involved in this head coaching search?
0: Yeah, so you know, I think at the at the end of the day, Willie Simmons is is one of my favorite, you know, candidates for this for this job. I think he's done a spectacular a, a spectacular job between his time at Prairie View and and m and at Florida AM, and he's helped he's helped put the Rattlers back on the map in FCS play he has you know gave, given them their first FCS playoff appearance in 20 seasons so you know he's a guy that has great Florida ties he recruits a little bit interesting because florida a&m's admissions if i remember correctly are rolling so they you know kind of do things a little bit differently in terms of you know they bring on some kids that may not qualify other places and they bring those kids on and, and and they've done a really interesting job of recruiting at the fcs level they've picked off some guys that that were power five you know offered guys but you know just kind of struggled in the classroom so they you know he is he's he's recruited interest interestingly and i think he is he is one of my favorite choices uh for the hire you mentioned some. Scott Frost, I was told that you know he is you know kind of in those circles and is being talked about within within the building. Tom Herman is another one that uh, one source told me that they were you know looking at. Another said and eh, maybe not, but Tom Herman is a name to know. The former Texas coach, you know, one Sun Belt coordinator that's over on the Bulls twenty four seven hot board. There's uh, a Sun Belt OC that's on the Bulls twenty four seven hot board. Don't want to give everything away, but so a couple of coordinator names uh, for sure to to know. But and then uh, Virginia Tech former Virginia Tech. Head Coach Justin Fuente is one that um, I've heard tossed around early on in this uh in, in this search. So, you know, a few few options of a retread head coach, um, a few options of an up-and-coming coordinator and some up-and-coming FCS coaches and a guy like Willie Simmons. And,
1: and South Florida is a job that it wasn't too long ago, they were at one point number two in the country. Uh, oh go gosh, a, a you, you got to remind ahead. me that. Maybe a bit you're a decade, decade and a half, decade and a half at this point, where they were, uh, where they were number two in the country. Uh, so it wasn't that long ago where they had success, and, and South Florida, Florida as a whole, has you know, it's it's a recruiting hotbed. Uh, it's like you said, the weather is great. Uh, they have updated facilities or upgraded facilities, I should say. Uh, so the attractiveness and the sexiness of the job is definitely there. Uh, it's a group of five job, but it is a job that can certainly attract uh, up and coming coordinators, head coaches that uh, had moved on for whatever reason from other opportunities or from their previous opportunities. So it'll definitely be interesting to see where the Bulls end up going from here. You can follow Will on Twitter at WTurner247 and make sure to check out everything you need to know about the head coaching search at Bulls247.com. Will, I know the last few days have been busy. I'm sure the weeks ahead and the days ahead, frankly, will be too. So get some rest when you can. And thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks a bunch, Lance. Appreciate you.
1: So before we go, remember to subscribe to the 24-7 Sports YouTube channel and make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review on apple podcast so for will turner i am lance glenn enjoy your saturday everyone and thanks for listening to the college football daily
0: it only takes two minutes of sheer horror a new paramount plus original docuseries we were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women
1: Cold blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with the pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.